And welcome to Kayfabe or Die. I am the Giz, and joining me as always in studio is my partner in crime, Johnny Danger Deadly. Sup? What's up is my blood pressure after God's damned raw reunion. Studio is looking a little bit bare walled, isn't it? It is, yes. For those of you that are unaware, um, truth is, we weren't entirely certain we'd be in this week to do a show because. Limerick City Community Radio has been forced to try and find itself a new studio, so we are in the middle of tearing down the old one. And Gorecast. Well, yeah, yeah, but that... Giz, I, Giz has actually spent all week just walking into <laughs> studios that have suddenly missing walls and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, okay. I don't like change. <laughs> I don't, well... Yeah, it's not exactly a lie. Yeah, it's just, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Not remotely. Um, and I don't like God's damned reunion shows that are just... A, I know it wasn't... This been, was... a. This bar, a couple of funny little bits. This bar, actually predominate, this bar, the 24-7 championship, and one or two other little bits was pretty crap. Now, I am aware. Austin showing up already drunk was bloody amazing. I'm fairly certain RVD was baked. Yeah, it's RVD. Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah, RVD RVD turned up. Did you see the Instagram or Twitter post? (laughs) There's a picture of RVD and he's just like, when you're so high, you show up at Raw instead of Impact. I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> amazing. To RVD, be, RVD. To be fair, he did get written permission allowing him to go on to, to Raw. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, They were pretty that. cool with that as well. I mean, in the defense of AEW as well, they said... Um, JR could do JR it if he wanted. It. I, I, just didn't I, want. I, I would imagine Ambrose didn't get a ticket. Probably not. Probably not. Probably um, not. But uh, yeah, JR just wasn't interested. Yeah, um, nor was Bret Hart apparently. Yeah. Um, funny that. Funny <laughs> Although, that. They're, like, so far, Bret Hart went away for ages, came back and they did, like, a half-not-match thing that kind of happened, and then the many years later, he came back and got tackled by a random dude from the crowd. Who then got knocked the fuck got out knocked by Dawson. The fuck out. Well done, Dawson. That's still one of, that's one of my favourite uppercuts of the year. I was actually showing it to Byron. <laughs> one of my favourite uppercuts of the year. Sleepy time, bro. Sleepy time. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back to, to, to Monday, yeah, like I said. And he stayed true to who they are. Which Why I also because they, they're all fists and no flips. Oh, I right, didn't see him do one flip, or he just punched that guy straight in the face. Okay, Can good times. Back to the fake violence. Not for Bret Hart, Not for but for everyone watching. Good anyway, times. like I said, the Raw reunion was quite frankly a shit show. And to yeah. be frank, normally it I was, was very normally, nostalgia. Normally, this is the point where I start screaming about how the McMahons are just trying to grab ratings in light of the fact they're going to be moving to a new network and there's all kinds of things going on. But to be fair, this entire thing was actually the network's idea. Yeah, because to grab ratings because their ratings are falling and they got a new show moving to a new network. What's worse is clearly SmackDown is getting geared up for a reunion show when it goes on to a new yeah, network. Yeah, but you see, the detracts. The, the thing with the SmackDown reunion show is if they get the rock like they seem to be aiming for, it does make a lot of sense. It does. Because The Rock created you can't, the you show. You can't just bring The Rock back on it's his own. You need show. to make a bit of a 
you need to make a bit of a hubbub about it. And it is The Rock Show. Like, yeah. the name came from one of his main catchphrases. I'm going to take you to the Smackdown Let Hotel. Let the smack it down upon your ass. Mm. You know? So, um, Smackdown reunion show makes a bit of sense because it's removing channel. Rock hasn't been on Smackdown in what? I think, you know what, we might have a bit of a conversation about the interesting things that are going to be occurring in October near the end of the show and just kind of... Mm. <laughs> My birthday, by the way, AW. <laughs> For now. Which means I'm going to be getting rid of the whole BC uh, or BD uh, year. What the hell are you talking about? You know, the way I've done everything is uh, AD after Deadly and BD before Deadly. So I'm going to have to change it now to AEW because I actually do rank AEW more important than the birth of me. And that's saying something. I am stunned. Anyway, I'm getting Come back. out of nowhere! Like an RKO. Like a God's damned reunion show. The three most dangerous letters in wrestling, supposedly. Supposedly. We'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> Raw kicked off with God's damned fracking John fracking Cena coming out. Although, to be fair, well done on Bumblebee. Can't yeah, deny that. Can I also say... I actually enjoyed this. The rap battle? I enjoyed the rap battle. I did. Look, you got the Usos in there, who were two of the top rappers. You mean the rather prophetic rap battle? Yes, because... Because Jimmy got himself arrested again. Oh, is that who got arrested? I hadn't seen... The, oh, my God. It's <laughs> it's it's like it writes itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the next night at DUI or something. Oh, fuck. The doctor gave me a prescription, bro. It's okay. <laughs> that is not... Just because he calls himself the doctor of thumbonomics yeah, does not mean John Cena. actual documentation about this doctorate that I'm hearing of because I don't believe you. Yep. So anyway, Cena kind of half buries the boys in the, the rap battle and yeah, then yeah. they bring out OG Papa Rikishi. Rikishi and then everybody... Uh, gets ready for a dance thingy and yeah, then the revival looks, music They hits. get about three moves into the two cool dance and the revival music hits. And then for some strange and God's unknown reason, Devon Dudley comes down with them. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... And then for some strange and unknown's reason, well, it's not unknowns, we all found out why, but uh, you, you get the impression, choose the way the build-up's been happening, that we're getting ourselves a holler holler player player, a six-man tag. No. No. No, we we're, don't. we're getting a tag between the Usos. And, and the revival yeah, with, while Riki, with Devon while the two, and Rikishi While the two old lads kind of just argue with each other outside the ring a little bit. I feel this could have been better if it was somebody... Don't get me wrong, Devon's awesome, but he was never exactly the most technically sound wrestler. Yeah. And for the revival, if they were to bring down a legend, it should have been someone that was technically renowned. Now, off the top of my head... I'm thinking a Bret Hart or someone similar. Yeah, that, well, he that, wasn't showing up. I know, I know, I know, I know. Kurt Angle would make no sense because no. he's a good guy. Um, Dean Malenko. But not not as many people would know him in WWE. That's sad. I know, That's I know. That's sad. But he would have been perfect. Yeah, Malenko or Lance Storm. Lance Storm, yeah. Lance Storm second, would have been very good. I think, I, second you were thinking that as well. Yeah. Um, Point is, Devon did yeah. not exactly, it was all right, but it just it just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It was an okay match. It, it was really just a fluff around getting Rikishi and uh, Devon to argue and then uh, Scott Dawson, no, sorry, uh, Dash Wilder tries to break up the f argument between Rikishi and Devon and then I don't know, the, sneaky roll-up. I don't know. It was also an excuse for Booker T to be on the mic. By the way, yeah, guest, was, guest commentary every different match. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I was, it was nice to see Book back. I like. I miss Book. Uh, yeah. yeah. I miss Book. 
Well, to also this is this being the first match. This also tells you um, what's going to be the story of the night, which is nostalgia wrestlers showing up and for... not actually getting involved in any matches because evidently WWE got all these people in. And the plan was to have them interact with the wrestlers and everybody gets a bit of a rub here and there and, you know, everything works out good. But for some reason, I don't don't know why, but evidently medical wouldn't clear over 50-year-old men to start just randomly taking bumps all over the fucking arena. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. So what you're telling me is you want the guy with the broken neck to come in and start doing stunners, which basically compresses the spine from ass to tip every time you do it. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Vince? I'm going to have to go with the... No- oh, wait, I'm getting a phone call, Justin. He's got a TV show coming out in the E! Network and they're like, don't let him fucking do nothing. Okay. Uh, Austin, drink these beers. <laughs> Off you go. I can do that. Right, I can do that. I'm, sure I'm a stone cold and I've uh, been having uh, Steve Weiser's, just to let you know, by the way. First thing before we get into any of the stuff that that motherfucker told me to talk about in the ring, just to let you know. Um, I got my own beer out now. <laughs> stone cold IPA. Anyway, before all that merriment happens. Yes, I want to get it. We had various different backstage stuff whereby various different legends were shown off doing various different stupid things. But there was the funny of the 24-7 title, which started off with Drake Maverick winning it from R-Truth. And then very... Beautifully, beautifully. And then very, 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 very hastily grabbing his hot wife and running towards a limousine as fast as is humanly possible. No. No, he ran the... Stop. No. That's how it started. You're describing how it ended. No, they ran for the limousine. And then many people showed up and chased him away. How did he end up running into the boogeyman on his own? Because he went, get to the limo, I'll get our bags. Oh, he went yeah. to get the bags. Boogeyman scares him. He Had falls p- over. <laughs> Sorry, he gets his bags, opens his bags. It's full of worms. Then you hear the sound of the boogeyman. Then he falls over his case in fear of the boogeyman. Then Patterson, the gorgeous son of a bitch, pins him. Not but an actual pin because he wasn't allowed to touch the floor. He actually, was only allowed he, to use his foot. Actually, what he did was he came in, fake kicked him a bunch of times, like fucking Drake was a bag of scum or something. Just like, yes, it was yeah, a goddamn mug. Yeah. So anyway, yes, this would herald the beginning of the transition of the title through many, many legends, yeah. including possibly Kelly Kelly one of the best and things about, Michelle. Possibly the best thing about this show. Yeah. And or the Stone Cold thing. One or the other. <laughs> I thought one of the best parts was after Alundra Blaze got her hands on the belt, she went out to commentary and was about to drop it in the trash when oh, money, oh, money, oh, money, so money, 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 money. Ted DiBiase rose on to We get one nostalgia flashback, which is Alundra Blaze trying to bury a belt in a bin because we all know what happened there. <clears throat> uh, then, uh, not unlike... Was it WCW or WW? WWF. Um, Ted DiBiase buys the belt off someone. So he just buys yeah, the belt off a laundry blazer. Yeah, that's what DiBiase used to do. Well, he it's didn't just know in case we have any younger listeners who are unaware that Ted DiBiase bought, literally bought the WWF title at one stage. He did. It was fantastic. No match, no wrestling, no arm bars, no arm locks, just clean. Hey, I've got this much money and that belt is totally not worth this much money. This much money. How would you feel about some sort of currency for gold exchange? It was awesome. Yeah. He was actually, Ted DiBiase was the original cash for gold. He also created his own belt, the million dollar belt, which I, it was sexy the ringmaster, Stone Cold Steve Austin wore. Yeah. Before he was Stone Cold, of course. Before he was Stone Cold and he used the Cobra clutch. He did. He, he did. did. He um, like I said, various different backstage stuff. Um, I thought it was hilarious that the Godfather was with Adrian Chechik. I mean, Charlie. Um, 
who hopped aboard the whole train, which everybody was really happy to hear. <laughs> yes, which was minus. You could see 500 dudes in the coach. It's like, fuck yeah. And then they realized there was no train. There, there was no train. She was just a hoe. <laughs> anyway. Well, sorry. Charlie Crusoe, I love you to bits. I love your, am I a bad girl? Am I not a bad girl act that you have mean going Charlie. on? Mean Charlie. Mean Charlie. Nice Charlie. Mean Charlie. Nice. She's the original Bray Wyatt character, Charlie Crusoe. What? Mean Charlie. Nice Charlie. Mean okay. Charlie. Nice Charlie. But anyway, um, if you say you're going to hop aboard the whole train and the head of the whole train is there and there ain't no other hoes on the train but you, that's just a hoe in her pimp. Fair enough. There's, anyway. no, there's no wrapping around it. Sorry. Anyway, Drew McIntyre was... Scheduled. I'm not actually calling you a hoe. I'm just saying that WWE essentially made you call yourself a hoe. Drew McIntyre was scheduled to have a match against Cedric Alexander, which didn't really happen because Drew just decided to kick the Murdered. shit out of Cedric. <laughs> Murdered. Hey, you know the way you tried to embarrass me over the last two weeks by being so flippy? Let me just smash you off of this thing so you can't flip no more. Smashy, smashy. Mm. Yeah. You gave him that reverse Alabama slam clean into the hardest yeah. part of the ring. Yeah. Um, then we had the Viking... That looked sore, by the way. He landed he did, chin yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> then, we had, then we had the Viking Raiders taking on uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, which was... Murdered. <laughs> Yeah, not, didn't really get much of a crowd reaction. Didn't no. have Christian on commentary, but that was... Yeah, yeah that's why I got no crowd reaction. And this is, this, is, this is the problem with WWE, and I think this is the reason that a lot of people actually didn't enjoy the Raw reunion show, is because this really showed what a bad job of booking strong new characters WWE has done. Because Stone Cold Steve Austin has still got the biggest pop-up for a wrestler I have ever seen in WWE and he hasn't been in the ring in 10 years mm. you're doing a bad job at building up your wrestlers if that's the case speaking of a bad job the fucking segment that took place next was terrible as Eric Bischoff oh, Jesus. tried to poach the Canela side or one of them yeah. only I'm loving this angle what? I don't know why do you know why? I, do, I know why I'm loving the angle because I know it's a bit cringeworthy and essentially we are watching Mike Kanellis get castrated live on television, emotionally and possibly physically the way the storyline is going at the moment. But it's a Heyman angle. It, it's one of the Heyman angles. And because it's a Heyman angle, I feel there's a serious right turn coming at some stage that's going to be, what the fuck? I don't know if it's going to be good or bad because, as I said... Has it occurred to you that perhaps the reason it's like this is that Vince went, you know what, Canelsoy, you don't annoyed me. You don't annoyed me, so I'm going to give you to Paul. Paul, come up with the most funny, no, demeaning it turns thing. Out, it turns out... I know they weren't aware of it until... No, they no, weren't no. aware of it themselves until after no, they... It also turns out that before they signed contracts, WWE were made aware and they're trying to make a more family-friendly atmosphere where people can actually have a family be on the road and do wrestling and it not yeah. ruin your life for 30 years. Yeah, I know. Years. I'm all, yeah. You know? So, um, I don't know. It, I think I, I think it's going to take a right turn to something. I just, I've never seen Paul demasculate someone like this without there being a reason for it. And my reason being that, you know, he was kind of... Possibly. Possibly. I hope it isn't because I'd be very angry at Paul. For doing what he was like told he to do? <laughs> like he cares. Doing <laughs> what he was told to do? Yeah, but uh, do you know what I mean? I, I Trust me, I just I feel there's a twist in the story coming. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Um, we had more random title changes. Like I said, well, we've actually pretty much covered the now, 24-7. It, it, it being Paul, it could be an African-American baby. You don't know. It, it, his story angles could go bloody anywhere. But Oh my God, Jason Jordan's the father. Kurt oh my Angle's God. The grandfather. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. And then it's Mike Kanellis against Kurt Angle. And Jason Jordan. No, that's... And the grandchild. <laughs> well, t- there's nothing more demasculating if you if the demasculation angle is the way you're going. There's nothing more demasculating than it turning out that Jason Jordan's been humping your wife, who is the son of Kurt Angle, who was humping someone he shouldn't have been humping, which is how Jason Jordan showed up. And then, dad, an illegitimate son smash the brains out of Mike Canellis and then take the actual baby and put it on him for a one, two, three pin. That's how you demasculate someone. That's job done. You might as well just go home, pick up a check and leave. Oh dear. Anyway, back to things that actually happened. Sadly, Vince is in the chair right now going, fucking brilliant! <laughs> brilliant! Back to things that actually Hire happened. Hire that guy! <laughs> um, I will take it. How By the way, just listen. How did this go again? Oh yeah, it was Ray, Joe in the ring, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Joe came down and did the Sami Zayn speech angle where the crowd are really stupid and they don't know what to yes, talk about. Yes, that's it. Yes, and then and Roman you, came you, down you're to so unappreciative of what we do in the ring, and you guys are essentially nothing but a bunch of scum who have no right having an opinion about what us artists do within the realms yep, of the ropes yep, of yep. square. And then Roman came down, and it was the whole face heel thing, and then face it was heel just... thing, face heel thing. And then I knew the Samoan shit was going to come up because I was like, literally, I I will show you my messages after this because I had a live chat going with Buzz and Roddy during the Raw reunion because I had high hopes. No. Um, the minute Joe started talking about how oh, I'm this big and I'm going to murder this guy and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I was like insert large angry Samoan forward slash face wasn't sure who I was thinking maybe Haku or I, I thought it might have been a nostalgia pop guy but no it was Roman yeah so we got a match Roman. which Roman won because Jesus Christ Haku coming down and just thumbing Joe in the eye and then just walking out of the ring would have been blood not that I want to see Joe take a <laughs> you see it could happen that's what I like about that in real life that could happen you need to understand what I'm actually envisioning in my head isn't so much that it's Vince standing there going how did I not know he was going to do that I'm an idiot as there's <laughs> blood pouring from Samoa Joe's face yeah. and the sponsors are going what did you just do although now I will say from what I've been told about Joe in the real world <laughs> Joe would pop that eye back in and go after a hockey there, there would be an Tito Ortiz said he's one of the most dangerous men he's met in a MMA ring. Like, because Joe legit trains, like, yeah, Joe know. can fuck yeah. shit up. Like, I know. Yeah, I know. He just he just doesn't want to take the severe amount of brokenness that comes along with MMA. Hmm, yeah. Because um, as much as you get broke up in wrestling, there, there's safety precautions yes. to try and avoid yeah, being broken I, up. Yeah. MMA, the job is to Too go hurts. in and mangle everything that moves and hopefully not get mangled in the process. Or uh, mitigating mangling. Yeah, or do a Brock Lesnar where they just pick him up and just fuck things out of the ring. Mm. Uh, next up, we had Miz TV with special guest star Seth Godsdamned Rollins. This was, man, they are burying Seth Rollins so they don't even know it. He's, look, d- hey, somebody give his missus his Twitter account and let her handle it. Just tweet his Seth Becky and make him look like... Because no, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really sad. It, like, it, I know it's a whole character thing that she's the man, right? But currently, Seth looks like a whingy little bitch. He does. He look, Okay, so you, ha- you had the argument with Osprey online where he goes straight from uh, I make more money than you and bank accounts and all that shit. And just like a spoiled little brat during the thing, can't look at a more open view of wrestling than oh, WWE. That's how we do it. 
he read Dean Ambrose Riot Act the day before, on the day of Raw. Um, then during this promo, don't worry, I'm not going off. I'm, there's a direction I'm going. I know. Then but during we're no this promo, he in. starts going on about Brock Lesnar, and it, he's literally like, uh, "Brock wants Brock is trying to be a second rate Seth Rollins." Um, no. He's, he, They've had Dolph Ziggler say the same thing yeah. for six fucking months. It's, he's just trying to be me. He's obviously number one. Seth, Do, uh, Brock is there like so much longer than you. It's not even, he doesn't even, you don't even register on the spectrum of people he tries to be. Bears, dragons, gargoyles. They're about the three things he tries to be. That's it. it this was a terrible, terrible spot. It's just, Rollins can't do promos. All it did was lead to him and come out and do even more jibber jabber. And it's the same crap yeah. that we've heard the whole fracking it's exact time. Same. It's, it's, it's just, they're making Rollins look like a whingy bitch. Currently, like his missus looks like the man. Yeah. She goes in, sorts out his fucking problems for him. She handles all the Twitter beefs because she can actually fucking talk smack. She buried Hogan in four words. That's not hard. She, he went on about that whole uh, thing on Twitter and be like, it'd be amazing if we saw the old school guys come back and end up run rule or whatever. She's just like, uh, nah, thanks. That doesn't really work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Tweetality. Um, anyway, getting back to, once again, stuff yeah, that actually happened. So it's important to explain how they're burying their top guy. Yeah. He's raw Roman. Well, at this stage, I mean, the two of them just... But at this stage, they're all on fucking everything. No, he's on Raw. He's never on SmackDown. Yeah. He showed up on SmackDown to smash someone with a chair. I don't know. Anyway, next up, we had Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn was talking shit because Sami Zayn yeah. always talks shit. This gets, a, this gets a point from me. This was an okay... Sami tries to do a runner at one point and is stopped by the combined team of the Hurricane... Kurt Angle, Sergeant Slaughter, and he baked out of his gourd so much so that he's on the wrong show, RVT. Yeah, who, can I say, by the way, well done, Sergeant Slaughter, looking very well for your age. Slaughter, to be fair, has, I noticed that a few years back. He just hit a level and just went 50. I look 50. (laughs) No, no, more than that. You could actually see, I think he actually got to a level, um, like maybe a decade or so back, where you could see he kind of just went, no, I need to change this. And then... A few years later, you see him coming out, kind of like, huh, that's... You, you could still fuck shit up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> and Slaughter looks like a bloody tank there. There's well, no gut, is, there's no nothing. He's just a big motherfucker. He is a G.I. Joe hero is yeah. what he is. Well, kind of. No, really. Yeah, well, the, oh, yeah, in real life, yes, yes, yes. No, as in, like he was... Sergeant Slaughter was a G.I. Joe character that oh, right, he voiced okay. yes. in season two and starred in for all of season three because they bumped him up to like main leader type. Very cool. Sorry, I know stuff. Goddamn nerd. Yes, and proud of it. Okay. I anyway. can't talk about actual wrestling, but we're talking G.I. Joe. <laughs> For two minutes. Anyway, um, like I said, over the course of the night, we did get then many more various different yeah. legend cameos, and there was the bit with the 24-7 title. Uh, we also had the OC basically proclaiming themselves to be dominant and doing their whole bit, yeah. which led to... They also to- named themselves the OC. Like, out of all of the, like, original anythings you could think of, OC, possibly one of the worst TV shows in the history of the planet. So bad that, like... So it, bad that one of them is in a movie that we got a screener for in the Gorecast. That's how bad the show was. It was a good movie. The one with your man locked in the basement with the guy with the 12 million personalities. That was awesome! Yeah. The, the evil sister is the chick from the OC. Uh, yeah, I was going to I say, forgot she existed until that movie landed in our inbox. I was going to say so bad that it like that when the your man that used to be in it. It's actually, by the way, uh, just to give movie shout out, it's on Netflix by the moment. It's called The Basement. You should actually check it out. It's, it's a very brilliant. good movie. It's really good. 
I was going to make a joke about your man being a really good James Gordon, but fuck it. Um, anyway, yeah, so the oh. OC are talking all kinds of bullshit and they end up getting into... Yeah, it's AJ um, versus... AJ, yeah, it's AJ, AJ is going to be going up against Seth Rollins because it was supposed to yeah. be Ricochet. Okay, I, and when you hear the original run of how this was supposed to go, it would have actually been very cool. Yeah. It, it, it would have been, you know, the DX comes down, they give Ricochet the bump or the shoulder oh, rub bond. it'll be okay they give Ricochet the shoulder rub and it'll be all totally okay yeah. do you know um, what I mean but yeah, so. Ricochet had an elbow infection and couldn't come down and instead it was Seth Rollins yeah which was basically just an excuse to bring down DX which were then backed up by the clip by uh, yeah. uh, by the rest of the click the, the, rest of the rest of DX and the click and then you, the, the new guys who are supposed to be your big hard faction within Raw run away from a bunch of old men yeah, essentially the only, the only good thing about it was AJ Styles looking up at Shawn Michaels going I know where NXT is don't think I won't come down there yeah Which I, I awesome. like that because I, I, OC and versus does, Era could it be also very sets good. up the fact that we've heard that to try and with the fact that TNA or with the fact that AEW is going to be coming out to TV it looks like NXT is going to be the only thing that's going to be competing with it because they're on the same night yeah. so in order to try and bump up NXT they're looking to bring down main roster guys which could be shitty but if they start with AJ Styles it could be really, really if good if they pick the right guys main roster could be bloody amazing also one thing I did like about this segment which I loved was when all of the click and DX went for a hug at the end and they just left Rollins all by yourself <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't there for the curtain call no yeah. was he they've actually edited it out of the, the segment because he's literally like there's eight dudes hugging and Rollins just standing there just like oh yeah, I, bet <laughs> I really wanted to be in that group no no next no. up we had a segment with Mick Foley out and he was going to just basically do a highlight reel and it turns out yeah. that that's not going to be and happening try and win the 24-7 championship don't forget about that whatever lights go out and all of a sudden a wild brave freeing appears this is possibly the best bit of the show because it's the only bit of what a reunion show is supposed to be get the old guys to get a rub on the new guys and get them a bit of a push. He looks hard as hell when he mangled Mick Foley. Yep. He showed up out of nowhere. He hit him with the mandible claw. It looked great. Yeah. Looked great. And yep. then he disappeared. Blah! There was no women's wrestling at all on Raw this week because Hulk Hogan Hulk was around. Hulk Hogan was there. So <laughs> instead, they just um, they just had a moment of bliss, which yeah. was absolutely too many fucking talk diabolical. Shows, too many talk show segments in one show, people. Yeah, it was it was it was crap. Yeah. And we had like, two Miz TVs this week. Did we? Oh yeah. God! Uh, we had Braun Strowman versus some guy that he killed, Randy Rowe. Yeah, he died. Yeah, poor poor man. And then things finished off with all the old people standing on a stage while the oldest of old people gave a ridiculous speech, yeah. and the two guys that are still knocking around stood behind him with their hands in their pockets and their fucking yeah. tongues firmly bitten between yeah. their and teeth. There was uh, two people. If you watch, if you do a That's rewatch, who I'm about. Booker T and Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and Booker T. Really? There's there's a moment where Booker T actually looks like he's going to punch Hogan clean in the back of the head. <laughs> Well, Triple H refused to take his hands out of his pockets for the entire bit Michaels, and Michaels as well no Triple H put, I was watching Triple H the, the arms crossed okay. and Michaels hands were in his pockets yeah, and very, Michaels was it, the when only person when you're getting person. fast shots it's, it's easy to mix the two of them up because they're both bald dudes in DX t-shirts now one of them is size and a half bigger than the other yeah but when you're watching the guy that's talking point and is Michaels was the only person on the entire stage at any point that turned his back on Hogan. Did you notice that? He turned his back on Hogan and when claps were happening at the end, Michaels... Neither of them. No, there, there was like a half. No one from DX or The Click was clapping. I, w I was watching it. Yeah. Fucking Nash was taking the piss out of Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I know, yeah. Nash gets burnt in about five minutes as well. So... Yeah. <laughs> Glass shatters. I'm stone my fucking ass off at that, by the way. <laughs> Glass shatters and stone cold arrives. And and a pretty, pretty, I mean, it, it's safe to say 
He was sorry. Pissed. It was Scott Hall that was taking a piss out of Flair. You're right. It was Nash. That, yeah. 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 Um, Scott yeah. Hall gets bur- Scott Hall takes a piss out of Flair. Nash gets burnt by Austin. Yeah. Um, uh, Austin, Austin comes, comes down to the ring anyway, hammered. as pre-mentioned. Already a bit pissed, yeah. <laughs> I believe, and yeah. commences to get a hell of a lot more pissed as the night goes on. But the bit that I was on about that was very funny was just the whole Austin does a speech and at one stage, by the way, he's like, how long we got left? 60 seconds? Okay, give me one beer and I'll sort this out. Hey, remember that time? Pat Patterson, do you remember that time we were in South Africa and we did something that I can only describe as very illegal? And then the fucking show, he just says, hell yeah, and the show fucking goes off here. You're like, finish the story. That's because everyone <laughs> up on the stage was probably going, shut up, Austin. No, 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 no. no. Um... All the, everyone gets a beer. They're all going. <laughs> they're all going for a hug. Austin hugs everyone. Himself and Trips hug himself and Sean hug. Everyone's like, oh hell yeah, it's good hugs. Hug, hug, hugging everybody. Ron Simmons, get over here. Hug me, motherfucker. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Hugs Scott Hall. <laughs> Kevin Nash goes to give him a hug, and Stone Cold just turns and walks to the to ring. To be fair, I was watching it. I think, I think it was less that he was trying to ignore him, and just Scott Hall only came over as Austin was turning. So Austin could be so shit faced. He didn't. Although, look, that's my point. Here. Hang on. Trips is 6'2". Scott Hall is 6'4", 6'5". Kevin fucking Nash is 7 foot tall. If you don't see the 7 foot dude, I was saying this because the guys from WrestleTalk said that about how the, oh, I don't think you noticed him because he was strong. Bullshit. It's because Kevin Nash is always all about money and Austin hates that. It's not about wrestling. Uh, Yeah, true. It's 100%. He's voiced problems about the guy in the past. You don't miss the 7 foot dude. Anyway, that was how the Raw reunion show went and we were going to have to run, man. Run. And it's actually unfair because SmackDown was way better this week. Okay, we can do it. We can do it. SmackDown was way better than Raw it this week. It wasn't its arse. It bloody well was. It wasn't a reunion show, but it was still the same. It tired. There was very good matches on SmackDown this week. Nakamura versus Apollo Crews was great. Fucking amazing. And that was it. Kevin Owens. I, I, Kevin Owens and Roman teaming up and having the old beat down and smack. That wasn't a match. It's wrestling. Ah. We'd miss TV with... Oh, yeah, that was where Shawn Michaels came out. Can I point out, by the way, when you're building Kevin Owens up to be the new Stone Cold and you don't have Kevin Owens on the reunion show to get a rub off Stone Cold, stupidest decision in your life. Yeah, um, yeah like I said, we had, first match was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews with Shinsuke taking the victory there. Um, we had Miz TV... Everybody looked good in that match, though. We had uh, Miz TV with Shawn Michaels, which Ralph Riegler decided to interrupt, and yeah. they just berated for him yeah. saying the same thing. So You're nothing but an old man who can wrestle. Well, you're nothing but a second-rate Shawn Michaels. And then I laughed, because it's true. It is, Moving yeah. on. <laughs> it is. Uh, Ember Moon... The, the first women's match in two shows was Ember Moon versus Sharon uh, Flair, and it lasted less than a fracking minute, yeah, because I, Bailey came down... Yeah, I wasn't sh- upset... By this, but confused. Yeah. Because Ember Moon looked hard as fucking it, but it's, it's just... The reason being so that they could set up Ember Moon versus Bailey at SummerSlam. Yeah, and they can set up Trish Stratus versus Sharda Flair. Also at SummerSlam, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't mind that. She's aged as well as Tori Wilson, you lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Kofi Kingston issued a... Uh, Open challenge. Yeah. And Which then Randy Orton, Orton accepted. Yeah, that Which, was it. This was a good little promo between the two of them because there was always rumours that Ran- Randall had stopped... Oh, it was true. Kofi's pushed. And Randall true. literally came out and went, it's oh, 100% yeah. true, I did yeah, it. You weren't ready to be champion then, you're not ready to be goddamn champion now, to be blatantly honest. And I, I, I really like that. It's a tip back to history. Mix, mix it, spice a little bit of real life in there. Made it really cool. Hmm. Not bad. Get the point. I liked it. As Orton was leaving, Samoa Joe came down and we got a nice, good match between Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe. It's great. Which you're burying Joe. 
You're burying Joe. Yeah, it, it, it didn't exactly end in... No, you're burying fucking Joe, and it's stupid. You, you're making... It, it, this is what you did with Braun Strowman, where it was like, he's an animal, he's the machine, no one can get him, except for Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, or Brock Lesnar, whoever else is able to... Pick or Randy up Orton with an RKO. Randy Orton with an RKO. Literally anyone over the age of 35 Orton, is able to mangle the guy. Orton came down, RKO'd Kofi Kingston, then Samoa Joe got back into the ring and also got RKO'd for his troubles. Yeah, everyone gets RKO'd. It's RKO's Randy Orton. RKO's for everybody. Everyone got buried. Uh... <laughs> What else do we have? Um, oh, yeah, that was it. Now, earlier in the night, it was set up that it was going to be Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens with, um, let's see. Uh, Drew McIntyre as, as the, the special ref. guest referee. Shane Elias. McMahon as the special guest announcer. And, and Elias, Elias as, as the, the timekeeper. like to point out, by the way, which was also pointed out by uh, Xavier Woods, man doesn't own a watch. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I actually was, checked as he walked down the ring. I was like, maybe they put a watch on him as he goes down. This was nope. another thing in SmackDown. Um, uh, because both Corey Graves and Byron Saxon were not around, Byron Saxon yeah. not oh, being around. By the way, Byron Saxon's dad passed away last passed away week. And commiserations and sympathy to you and your family. So as a result, we had um, Xavier Woods and Biggie of the New Day for the first hour. And then which Cole. Was bloody brilliant, by the way. And then Cole for the second hour, which yeah. was fucking dire. Yeah. And apparently Otunga was there as well. Yeah. Man, Xavier Woods and Big E on commentary was brilliant. Initially, it was advertised that Shawn Michaels was supposed to be on commentary, but I believe there's an actual angle forming with him and Ziggler. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's trying to. I don't know. Maybe it's trying to validate why they're going to have so many people coming down to NXT because they all want Michael's head himself, if, AJ, the club. It's, uh, I just think if you're going to do Michaels against someone who's like a genetic clone of Michaels, him against Adam Cole. <coughs> Maybe. Yeah. Baby. Um, yes. One hundred percent. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens would be like nothing because nothing. It was they ended a, up just they, they, they slightly argued with each other and then Drew McIntyre just kept enforcing them. his power and then they just, everything turned yeah they kicked the crap out of McIntyre they kicked yeah. the crap out of Elias they really kicked the crap out of Shane yeah which it was, was lovely fun. it was very nice to watch it was fun and it's that good. was pretty, that much pretty much it. how Smackdown ended it was just I, I really feel like the Ember Moon stuff good the Shane stuff was good because like it's in, going the right direction I actually thought Smackdown was good this week yeah, I actually enjoyed SmackDown. Raw felt like I was pulling teeth. If if it wasn't for the entertainment of the twenty four seven stuff with the nostalgia level added in, I really would have probably not made it to the Austin stuff at the end of the show. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, as far as Raw reunion shows and nostalgia goes, I think to be as far as I'm concerned, there's really only one way that that kind of thing can be can be enjoyed. Raw by doing, no, 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 by doing something like this, sitting back, listening to old school themes like this.
And we're back. That literally, was literally you. just heard a surround sound burp. Never knew I, that was something I even wanted in my life. But that was actually like, huh? Never experienced something like that before. Yes, well, I do have my moments. Anyway, yeah. as I said, that was uh, Union Underground with the unedited version of Same Across way. the Nation, which was a fantastic raw theme song. It was God, brilliant. I, God, I missed that. It was awesome. It was I awesome. That. Do you remember when they used to have Marilyn Manson? That was Smackdown, Beautiful I believe. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, Roswell. Was it? It was raw at first. It was raw at first, and then they started they re- remixed it and used it for SmackDown. So um, anyway, getting on to NXT this week, and NXT kicked off with the second semi-final, yeah. or the first semi-final, the first semi-final of the, yeah, the up-and-comers classic, <laughs> which was Angel Garza taking on. I Jordan love him, Mills. by the way. He's brilliant. He's, he's just he's got so much, to to channel Razor Ramon a bit. He has so yeah, much machismo, machismo in the ring, and the the. I love the way they keep playing up Beth Phoenix having hot flushes every time he whips the pants off. By the way, can I say, well, I had, we, myself and Gizzles had a slight reservations about your initial episode or two when you're on NXT. You're integrating in We really did also well. say that it could just be getting used to things. Getting used to it. You are in smooth as lightning now. I, like, I'm actually really, her, herself and McGuinness's banter together is really good. I think that was just what it was missing. She just needed to get yeah. used to the lads. Just get, get used, used to the lads to... and everything. Like, she's, like, she's really enjoyable. I'm actually yeah. really good job on commentary. Speaking of enjoyable, so was the match between Garza and Mills. This was fantastic. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, I was am one... looking for someone to slap that smile off his face. He just smiles so much. Now you get it. I said that yeah. the first time I fracking yeah. saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, Garza kind of does. There is one spot oh, yeah. where um, Garza's on the ropes. Garza's on the, the, outside. the ring, ring apron. Garza's on yeah. the outside of the ring and Mills jumps over the ropes, lands on the, the ring apron. He's going for the kind of the uh, apron to ground super kick move. Yeah, but Garza just whips the ring apron of all things and <laughs> that was some hit, man. He landed on his face. <laughs> I mean, I actually went, ooh, that was, yeah. that was harsh. It's, it's so did bet. Everyone, the whole crowd just went, oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, fan- bad. fantastic match with, it was Garza that took the... No, 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 Garza no, lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mills Smiley take- face one. Yeah, Mills take the victory. So he's yeah. the first into the finals. Um, we still have to find out who his opponent is going to be, but the winner of that match will get a chance. It's Grimes versus um, uh, the, the Australian <laughs> lad whose name I can't remember right now. Oh, the big dude. Yeah, he's big. He's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, remind you of Jeff Cobb. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, Jeff, Jeff Cobb's a little more solid than your man, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Your man's slightly wobbly in certain areas, whereas Jeff, Jeff Cobb's just a block of a dude that can throw cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then got, yeah, I think next up we had the, the vignette where William Regal had announced that the <laughs> match between uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole at TakeOver was going to be two out of three falls. And the each guy could, gets to pick a stipulation. Yeah, they can pick a stipulation and he will pick the third the if Fox, it goes that far. Fox bio up was Johnny Gargano, if memory serves me correctly. It was. And he decided to go with, um, well, quite honestly, a bit of violence. A good old-fashioned street fight. <laughs> quote, end quote. So that's going to be fun. That's going to, that's going to be super fun. Yep. Then we get back to some awesome commentary and we have Eosh. No, nope, we nope. had Zaya Lee taking on oh, Bianca yes. Belair. Yeah, yeah. This was great. It was. It was a good okay. match. And then Zaya Bianca Belair mangled. turned on beast mode and flung Zaya around the place, which yeah. to be fair, Zaya is She's a great not little a small woman either. Yeah. Bianca Belair just, she, there's a lot more strength. I know she doesn't look like she can't lift shit, but she's, uh, there's a and lot more there than you think. Here's what got me. Um, Bianca did a couple of throws and even from my point of view, I was kind of like, Jesus, that looked harsh. And then Zoya started throwing in the kicks and I just went, oh, okay, there's the receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a kick to Bianca's ribs at one point. Oh, when she had her in the corner? Yeah. yeah. And I just went, oh, that was about 
10% power, I'd say, for a woman like that. And you could still tell that that was ouchy. The, it's the way she twists the hip and yeah. cocks with the knee in the hip when yeah. she goes into the kick. It's the full articulative motion that you're looking to have a proper kick. Oh, Zaya's a lady that knows how to oh, break, oh, no, she, break bones with the, those kicks. You, all the guys that they make out, and I'm glad they stopped doing it now because they used to do it a lot in WWE in general, is they used to make out all these guys were martial arts practitioners and things like that. And you could tell by you could tell by having one martial arts class, that's not how you do, throw a kick. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, you can, can tell, has done martial arts. Right. He's done a kick. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Yes. Especially because of the way he he moves those legs for the size he is. You can tell he can do Alistair Bloody Black. You can tell that man, legit. You know, like all I those said. guys. Zaya Lee... You can tell. And even the, the Wu shoes or the Wing Chun stances and everything that she does, very on point. Yeah. Um, you can tell she's a legit martial artist. And oh. how is she fucking rigs up? She throws yeah. her in the corner and whacks you with a couple of yeah. those bad boys. However, it wasn't enough. And Bianca Belair would end up taking the victory. Because um, she's able to pick things up over her head and drop them on their face. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. Then we had a very interesting vignette with uh, Demo talking mm-hmm. about um, how no one expected him to come from behind and attack people but um guess what welcome to demo's world matt yeah. riddle it is the, not a fun place yeah. the, the, the whole cost Killian of this, Dane, i should say sorry for those of you unaware the whole cost of this um promo essentially was why did you decide to attack matt riddle why would you uh pick matt riddle and he was just like why not yeah <laughs> basically essentially why not oh you happened to be in the ring and he happened to be there yep yeah if um, the other guy had left or if Riddle had left and it was the other guy in the ring. Are we smashing the other guy? Yeah, I suppose we might as well. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole revealed his stipulation. Yeah, he's uh, J- Johnny Wrestling calls himself Johnny Wrestling, so he's going to beat him in a good old-fashioned wrestling match the same way he's done in the last two times he's beaten him. Yep, so yeah. that should be interesting. Yeah. Prediction for myself and Giz right now is yeah. that I think Adam Cole's going to win the street fight, Johnny Gargano's going to win the wrestling match, and then wrestling. Adam Cole is going to win... No whole, or last man standing. Yeah. I'm thinking last man standing. I, I think it's going to be something extra. I wanted it to be a hell in a cell until Johnny pointed out the very obvious notion that the entire crowd would notice the God's damn cell above the thing. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know I keep predicting it. Uh, I do think it's a lot of gold for Undisputed Era after the SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, we had an interesting part with Velveteen Dream in the ring, <laughs> looking for a challenger and talking about how, yes, he may have picked up a defeat against Roderick Strong, but it wasn't exactly for his title. And then Roderick Strong came down and went, well, I'll tell you what, boy, oh, I'm taking your title. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a wild Pete Dunn appeared. Yeah. I didn't I, say I, nothing. If, when we get into NXT UK, you'll understand why I'm saying this. At the worst possible time. Probably. Yeah. Terrible time for Pete Dunn to up and leave England. Yeah. I'm just going to say right yeah. now. But, but awesome time for him because... Awesome time for Pete Dunn's. Yeah. Um, he done's on his ones. Roderick Strong would end up going backstage confronting William Regal who informed him fantastically that he'd been on the phone with Johnny Saint and My they decided, mentor and guider for years. And they decided that they, you know, had an opportunity here since Pete Dunne was around he was going to be in NXT for a bit. And <laughs> since there was the opportunity he was going to be inserted into not ju- into this match which would now be the Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong yeah. versus Pete Dunne in a triple threat for the title match to which Roderick, Roderick Strong went that's favouritism to which William Regal just went, yes, it is. Yes, 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 it is. And then Roderick wants Pete Dunne next week so he can just put him out of commission before NXT TakeOver uh, Toronto. Yeah. So um, we got Dunne versus, that gets announced in a little while, but we won't have time, so we're just doing it now. Yep. That gets announced for next week, yep. which should be fun because yep. loads of knees in the face. Yep. Now, <laughs> next up, match boys, we had Casey Catanzaro going up against the new well, I saw this announced last week and I was like, this is... Poor Katie yeah, Catanzaro. I, said, I, I love Katie Catanzaro, but it's just, you know... New debuting heel version of Io yeah. Shirai. 
EO goodbye. EO kissed your ass goodbye because it's yeah. about to get kicked off your head. Yeah, she looks like Black Lotus. Yes. It's great. It's awesome. It's great. There's a sadness behind her eyes. As I was it's saying to you on the smoke break, she's like the proper anime evil pissed, person. That pissed it's, it's off like, because yeah. life has driven yeah. her to this. I'm a bad person, but it's because, due to sorrow. Mm, you know, it's kind of like a... You made me yeah. this way. Reap the reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was awesome in yeah. case he unfortunately died because he... It's also a weird, rare situation where myself and kids were happier to see a woman put on more clothes. She got hotter with the more clothes she put on somehow. It has happened before. It, yeah. It has happened before. Anyway, um... Finally, for NXT this week, we had Keith Lee going yeah. up against Damian Priest. Good Lord. The this battle of the meat. Brilliant. This was brilliant. Two big lads doing the crap shit. The big lads other. are not... It, remember how good we drooled over him versus... Um, oh, I have Heidenreich in my head, and that's not right. Uh, Feast your eyes. Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Exact same reasons yeah. why that was a great match. Yeah. Big dudes doing shit that big dudes should not do. Key Lee did a spinning back, like a, a flipping, flipping 360 spinning crescent kick. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No, were and you, to be were, fair, were you to be st- fair, Damien Priest then stood back and just went, holy shit, okay. And then cracked him in the face with one. Because did, it, yeah. essentially the move that he did is one of Priest's finishers. Yeah, it's a crescent kick. He a just, spinning crescent kick. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you're... Familiar with Priest or Punishment Martinez, if you watch him in Ring of Honor, that's been in Crescent Key. He's a legit, he's yeah. another guy that you can tell legit merch starts because <laughs> those kicks are real. Yep, which would actually come to his benefit because mm. it was one of them and then... I loved how he did a clean over the ref hitting Keith Lee across the face. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, uh, it was followed up with a forearm then, wasn't it? No, just spinning Crescent Kick and then he hit him with that... Um, it's crossroads. Yes, that was it. I knew we yeah. got him with something else. Yeah, leading yeah. to Damian Priest taking up the victory over Keith Lee in a really, really awesome match. Yeah, but in a cheesy kind of way. So nobody, nobody looked bad at the end of this match. Yeah, they do need to start getting Keith Lee some W's though, because he's taking a lot of L's. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, man, the guy's a beast. Like every other wrestling federation he, he was in, he was Black Hulk. Mm, yeah. Fair. Essentially, enough. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to NXT UK this week, and it started off with the grudge match between Beautiful. Noam Dar and Kenny Williams, which was just Flippy, technical, technical high-flying awesome. Yeah, until, as you pointed out, Noam, Noam Dar, Dar goes Noam Dar. Noam Dar. Cheat, 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 cheat. He catches, um, there was this great spot where... He has an where ankle he, hook Ken, yeah, on There was this great Kenny spot where Williams. Kenny Williams comes off the ropes, and Noam Dar manages to catch him in the air and turn it into an ankle lock. Yeah. And... Uh, ankle hook. Yeah, ankle hook. Yeah. And I think it's... Um, Kenny Williams gets to the rope, but in the it. twist of getting to the rope, his shoe pops off and Noam Dar goes to uh, literally beat him to death with his own shoes. <laughs> and the ref is like, you can't do that because it's a foreign weapon. At which point I liked that you saw Noam Dar going, foreign weapon, he fucking wore him into the ring. What are you on about? But anyway, uh, ref decides that shoes are foreign weapons. And, and as he goes to throw it out of the ring, Noam Dar, while still wearing shoes, just punt kicks, punt him. kicks him right in the gonads. I mean... And then uh, hits him with his finisher. That uh, the kind of the... What, what's it called? The, the rolling Noam roller or something like that. It's like a rolling punt kick into the face, basically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, leading Noam Dar to take the victory. There wasn't really much in the way of promos this week. We did have Radzi attempting to interview the grizzled young veterans who <laughs> were bitching about the fact that they can't get opponents and he should Can just... you not see where we're walking out, you curly-haired son of a bitch? Go on, do one. Walk yeah. off. Walk off. <laughs> I loved how Drake turns around to me walking off. You fucking loser. <laughs> So I'm just like, ah. 
So good lord. Poor so there, Razzie. There was that. Poor Razzie. But um yeah, most of NXT UK was actually taken up with really good matches. Such All as of the matches. Such as Ginny, Jazzy Gasber, ja- Jazzy Gabbert, thank and, you, Kaylee um, Ray. Kaylee Ray versus Zaya Brookside, Brookside, Nom Nom, um, Piper t- Niven, Pam Nom Nom, and Tony, Tony Storm, Storm, Nom Nom. This was so much fun. This is so great. much fun. This With was all, bloody brilliant. All three face women, shall we say, doing um, sentons off the side of the apron into their heel opponents at various different points. Very good, very good, very good. Um, Zoya Brookside managing to flip off of everything until she was caught and thrown through stuff. I like that. <laughs> little to her. Jazzy whipped the legs out from her and Ginny went in for the court. To, what, what's it called? It's like a famouser where your opponent It's not a famouser. Off. It's like a Xbox finisher. Sorry, X Factor. It's except, like an X Factor. From, except your opponent starts uh, off on the ropes. Hooked in the ropes. Yeah, so yeah. slam. Yeah. It's bloody painful looking as well. I think she landed quite nastily on her head. I don't think there's any way you don't land nastily with that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that's true here yeah, because you're just going forehead in, I suppose. Yeah, which would lead to the heel team taking the victory and then walking off saying, we rock, we rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, there wasn't really... these three ladies up very well, actually. Yeah. It was, it was, good. A, it was a really good match. Really good match. Um, and like then I we said, get on to what's a just... Walter... A spectacle. Versus the final Speaking member... of meat versus meat. Of British strong style, Trent Seven. Yeah. The last member, because he's mur- literally murdered Tyler Bate last week. And unfortunately, and Pete, Pete Dunne Dunne picked picked a terrible time discussed. to go... Yeah, terrible North time American to go hunting. solo. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, this match was just... A brawl is the best way of putting it. The two lads fucking slapped the crap out of each other to the, the point that at one point there was a shot put in by Walter. It was supposed to be one of Walter's signature chest shots and it just caught uh, Trent's... Yeah, I, I won't lie to you, dude. Every, every hit in this match, like if you, you hear the guys go on about Japanese strong style and British strong style and all of that. This was 100% British strong style wrestling. These guys went in and had an actual fight. They punched each other. They proper slapped each other. Walter punt kicked um, Trent Seven in the face on the floor at one stage. And I was like, that's... Like, if you weren't getting paid to do this, you would get arrested if that happened on the street. That's GBH. (laughs) Like, he he literally punt kicked him. There was no softness about it. He punt kicked him. I don't know if he's actually even supposed to kick him that hard. And then then there was a very interesting bit where about halfway through the match, the rest of Imperium comes down. And then as you... Walter had smacked Trent Seven with a powerbomb twice at this stage. I think they were already done. And the ref... No, the ref was trying to get... Walter to stop it you hear the Imperium music and Imperium come down and they just stand back to the ring watching up the ramp to the stage making sure no one comes in to try and help and then Walter picks up Trent Seven for what I can only describe as way too many power bombs. yeah Trent Seven took five or six power bombs back to back in the space of I don't of, think it was that many he did there was two before the lads came down there was Two while they were there, and then there was one final one, and then they all did their little salute. Yeah, yeah. And as I, I said, it really shows the strength of Walter because six, five or six power bombs to yeah, Trent Seven back to back. Like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even in five minutes. He's a big dude. Yeah, I'd like to see. I think that might be a running theme with them now, where like they got guys and they do that and they have less teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually you get to the stage where you do have lads coming down and trying to stop and getting bait. Yeah. Until eventually, much like with that infamous time that The Undertaker tried to crucify Stephanie McMahon, glass shatters and an Austin-like persona appears to save the day. Although then again, like we said, Pete Dunne is Imagine if it was Kevin Owens. No. Imagine if it was Kevin Owens. 
That would be interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't lie to you, even Kevin Owens' theme tune, you could just slap a glass shatters right at the start of it hmm. and move on. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, Excusez-moi. So yeah, that was pretty much it for, for NXT. Once again, coming, or NXT UK, once again, coming from, from uh, download. download. Man, how many, how long does download go on? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it was three, Must three have done shows, a couple of shows a day. Three shows and two hour shows each to get you six hour long shows, which is about what I think we've covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Okay, um, moving on to broader spectrum news, and there was all sorts of A-E-Dub. interesting. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. Has A-E-Dub. officially announced that on October the 2nd. October the 2nd. October the 3rd for people over in Ireland. On TNT, 36 wrestling matches will be held. Not a wrestling show. 36? What? What did you say? I didn't say 30 anything. What what did you say? (laughs) What are you talking about? What did you just say? Wrestling matches. Before that? On October the 2nd. Okay. I thought you said there was 36 wrestling matches announced. I was like, what? In two hours? That's mental. No, what's mental is you hearing things clearly. Huh? Anyway, on October the 2nd, yes. AEW comes to TNT with wrestling matches. Um, I think they've already, yeah, it's going to be a two hour long show that people mm-hmm. are suspecting is going to be called Wednesday Night Dynamite. I like it. And as a result, it means that we are going to be getting our bit of self a bit of a wrestling war once again, as yeah. straight away it seems uh, Vince is looking to Because it's the Wednesday Night War is kind of... I'm just going to call it the wrestling war. Yeah, it's going to because it's technically the Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday to Friday night wars. AEW is only going to have one show on a week. It's mm-hmm. coming out on a Wednesday, same day that NXT is going to be going on the channel. As, yeah, as, in, as it was announced, as in literally whatever day they announce NXT will be on. Yeah, pretty much, and no, like, no qualms about it. Whatever day you say you're putting your show on, we're putting our show on. Just and, to let you know. And as a result, we've already gotten like um, things like what we discussed earlier, the, the notion of bringing down main roster talent into NXT again. D- dude, I nearly creamed myself when I heard Styles turn around to Michaels and Triple H. Just like, I know where NXT is, asshole. Don't forget that. I might just pop down there, stick my nose in your business. Oh, <laughs> do that. Do that. Well, we've already seen what can happen. I mean, we've had Tyler Breeze. Apollo Cruz to bring Tyler on Breeze is... Tyler Breeze is facing uh, Jackson Ryder next week, by the way. I very, very bad for Tyler Breeze. Although, you don't realise how big Tyler Breeze is until you see him standing beside Jackson Riker. And you're like, huh, huh, how big is Fandango? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that was what went through my head when I saw the two of them standing beside each other. I was like, how big is Fandango? Pretty fracking big. Because Fandango's huge compared to Tyler Breeze. It's like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I did not think he'd look that, le- like, I know Riker's just, way bigger girth like size wise like that but yeah yeah I was like, it, oh, it, okay. it could lead to all kinds of interesting stuff it's going to be and bloody brilliant more importantly um, it's been confirmed that the, the it, I think from October on I think it's it's safe to say that um, and wrestling's going to pick up a bit kayfabe or die maybe probably will be cutting back drastically on the Raw and Smackdown side of or we're going to end up having to do two shows a week one or the other I don't think they'll let us no, I mean, like, let me we, we are also on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a radio studio to be used. Anyway, um, that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's show, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah. We, to be fair, I'm not sure if we're going to be back next week due to yeah. the fact that uh, LCCR is in the midst of moving studio. Yeah. But as soon as we are back, we will let you know. And in the meantime, um, yeah, we you can catch us still on Sunday nights as we bring you the Facebook. Uh, uh, what? For the moment. Forecast on Facebook? <laughs> on 
Everything's up in the air. Check out yeah, Facebook. We let you know moment, what's happening. Because I where. think that studio's gone by the middle of this week. Okay, okay. Anyway, for now. K Favorite Die probably will. Caught for time. K Favorite Die probably will keep happening on Spotify. Okay, fair enough. That's what I was going to say. So make sure to just follow the Spotify channel okay. temporarily. Okay, for now, um, yeah, as I said, uh, thanks everyone for listening in. Thanks especially to Limerick City Community Radio, your city, your station, your voice, your willingness, hopefully, to let us continue to do this show. Um, we'll be back when we're back. Just keep an eye on Facebook. We will let you know, hopefully. And to play us out, because it was God's damned awesome, I figure we would go with Evil of the Sky, which is the new theme song for EO Shirai. Right. See you all next time. Toodles. Bye.